Hey, what's up, everybody? My name's Trinan. If you're listening to the Trinan and Ryan Sports Show on Spotify, YouTube, or whatever, I would love it if you please subscribe, like, share, follow, whatever you got to do. Um, it would mean a lot to me personally. It would mean a lot to Ryan. It would help the show grow, get more listeners, more subscribers, whatever. And if you could do that for me, I'd really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Enjoy the episode. <laughs> Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the TNR show. My name's Trinan. That's Ryan. Say what's up, Ryan. Hey, what's up, everybody? Um, we're excited. New episode. Uh, we're bringing it to you live and in color like we always do. Um, this episode is going to be March Madness themed. Our last March Madness episode, Ryan. Are you sad that March Madness is over? I'm a little sad that it's over, but it has been madness. Um, but I'm also glad to move on to a little bit of football. Um, yeah, we're going to be talking a lot of football in the next couple of episodes, the next couple of weeks. Um, I want to, so our, our theme going forward, we're going to have three videos a week, kind of like we did last week. We're going to have a video come out on Monday and Friday. Those are going to be podcasts more oriented and the video on Wednesday, I'll typically do my myself. And that might be, uh, anything, especially nowadays where, um, March Madison has ended and any kind of real college sports is done other than college baseball, which a lot about it. If you're not down South, you don't give a crap about. So <laughs> that's kind of our um, mantra moving forward. I'm pretty excited about it. Um, I think the podcast is moving in a great direction. If you listen before I go on a subscriber rant, if you listen to this podcast, I really do appreciate it. I know Ryan does. Um, we, we love our listeners you know, when we started this, it was just an idea. It was like, you know, literally I texted Ryan one day. I was like, hey, you want to do a podcast, bro? Or something like that. Yeah. I could look at the text messages. Yeah. I probably still have them. But I was like, man, you want to do a podcast? You know, and this isn't something that I was going to make a career out of or anything. But it is something I'm passionate about. I think Ryan's passionate about it. We're both big sports guys. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited about it. So I just wanted to thank the audience, whoever is out there um, listening, liking, subscribing. I do. I know I preach it. I've introduced an intro where I say like and subscribe. I say it during the video. And if you listen to the Spotify version, I say it before, I say it during, and I say it after. So I know it can get a little much, but we don't have, basically the way you should look at it is we don't have ads. So it kind of, you know, that replaces the ads. Now we start getting ads one day, you know, prayers, but <laughs> we start getting ads, you know, um, I expect, uh, Less subscriber talk, more ad talk. But as for right now, you know, this is the situation. Um, I'm pretty excited about it. So like I said, a lot, last March Madness episode, you know, it's over. Um, and I want to jump right into it, Ryan. We labeled an episode, is Gonzaga beatable? Turns out they were more than beatable. They were being able to blown out. Yeah. I'm going to shoot this at you real fast. And we're going to talk about yeah. all of it, you know, real yeah. And the hot take I saw coming from the media, the sports media, is that Gonzaga, the fact that they played in their little teeny beeny conference did not prepare them for the level of competition, especially that you saw in the final four against UCLA, who was a battle test and Pac-12 could be the best conference in argument. And then 
um, against obviously Baylor that just completely whooped them. Your thoughts? Yeah. Um, I, I I I don't I disagree with that. Um, I, I would say that yes, they had an easy schedule, um, but you also look at I mean. I just don't think they were ready for that game against Baylor. I mean, they played Big 12 teams, and you could all, and you could also make a case that the Big 12 was the best conference. They won the national championship. Um, I mean, you know, Gonzaga beat Kansas. I believe they played Texas Tech. I'll have to check on that. But um, and they won. They beat Oklahoma too. Um, they ran the table in the uh, the tournament. I mean, that's just not something that's easily done. And even if you look at the the UCLA game. UCLA still made it to the final four. It's not like they were a bad team even coming in. They were a pretty decent team. They weren't a highly favored or anything, but um, I mean, they came into the, the, the tournament, played well. And um, I, I think Baylor was just a better team, honestly. I agree. I think if you watch that game, I watched the whole thing. I wanted to go to bed. I was tired. I was like, I was like, I'm going to stay up. I got a sports podcast. I have to watch this game, even though <laughs> it was late and I wanted to go to bed. But, um, you know, I make sense. West Coast teams, you got to have a late start time. But, yeah, I was watching the game. At, it just seemed every time that Gonzaga would do something good, Baylor attacks so quickly to the basket when they're – I mean, Gonzaga misses a shot three milliseconds. Baylor's already at half court ready to jack up a three, you know what I mean? Or ready yeah. to pass it inside. And I noticed Gonzaga throughout the game had moments where they were so focused on stopping Baylor's three that they would forget there's a dude wide open under the basket. And that happened a lot in that game. And every time that Gonzaga would make a run, that they would proceed to like try to close the gap. I think they got it to nine at one point, as close as I saw. Yeah, they got yeah. To nine. And then Baylor just blew the brakes off them. Baylor would just keep grinding at them. They have so many impressive players. Baylor does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was really just, you know, Arkansas had Moses Moody. Oklahoma had, um, what's the guy's Austin, name? Austin Reeves. No, Oklahoma State. Who was Oklahoma that? State, Cade Cunningham. Cade Cunningham. These yeah. all-star players. Say, Baylor, I feel like, has good players, but they're all good. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's not one piece that's lacking. And, you know, you can look at Baylor. They scored a lot of points. They created a lot of turnovers. They didn't foul a lot. They uh, um, they played defensive. You know, they're all around great. And, you know, I saw a spin zone by Arkansas fans that Arkansas actually played Baylor the closest throughout yeah. the NCAA tournament. So maybe Arkansas should be ranked two. Two, but we were ranked six. But that's okay. I'm not complaining, but I'm just saying. Yeah, and that was one thing I did notice about Gonzaga just throughout the tournament. I didn't really watch a whole lot of them in the regular season because there really wasn't anything to watch. Um, but in the tournament, I noticed they would, they would target whoever they were playing. They would target their best player. I'm going to use Oklahoma, for example. Oklahoma was beating Gonzaga, I think, 9-0 to zero at one point in the first half. And then Gonzaga got, got in their heads, we're just going to shut down their best player, Austin Reeves, the only guy who can shoot on the team. And they left guys wide open for Oklahoma all, the entire time. But Oklahoma couldn't score. Those players could not shoot. And so when you cut off that one guy, they double-teamed that one guy, they just couldn't do it. When right. they trained against Baylor, 
it, it was a disaster because all of Baylor's players can shoot. And so they literally just pass it off to a wide open guy and he would score. So their tactic, I think, helped them throughout the tournament because they were, as you said, playing against teams that had that one star, but Baylor had the team and they could score all around and they did. So I'm looking at Baylor's box score right now. So this guy named Mario Teague, he scored 19 points. Um, Jared Butler, he scored 22 points. And um, Davion Mitchell scored 15 points. That kind of balance that you can get that many points from those guys, I mean, it's just explosive. And I'm looking at the rest of the box score. Um, this guy named Thamba, he had uh, – He was good defensively. Three points. Yeah, three points. He had uh, one block, six rebounds, three defensive rebounds. You know, and then look at their bench points. They had a guy named uh, – let me get this guy's name up. I'm not – Adam Flagier. I don't know how you say that, but he had 13 points coming off the bench. They had a guy – Oh, my Lord. I can't pronounce that name, but he had six points. So, I mean, they had good production off the bench, good yeah. production on. And I think they – see, I think looking at this box score, you could almost argue that it's a little, like, deceiving, mainly because of the fact that so many of Baylor's players, Baylor's bench and Baylor's starters, are so great defensively that it's not going to show necessarily. Like this guy um, – I got to find out his name real fast. Mark Vital, he had, um, he only had six points, right? But he had 11 rebounds, eight offensive rebounds, eight. That's insanity. That's huge. And, you know, I just think overwhelming. I just think Baylor overwhelmed Gonzaga the whole game. I don't think it was close. Baylor had a 10-point advantage at half and had a six-point advantage in the second half. And there was just nothing – that Gonzaga could do. And Gonzaga is known for scoring a lot of points, right? That's kind of their yeah. thing. A lot of points. Baylor just had them locked down defensively. If you have a team, most of the time, like if you look at UCLA, even though that last game would argue that I would be wrong here. But if you look at that last game, I mean, look at any of the games at UCLA, particularly the one against Michigan, locked down defense. We want 51 to 49, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and then, I mean, they're a good team defensively, but overall – they didn't have what they needed to do either like in the final four, for instance, they scored what 90 points, but they didn't play any defense because the Gonzaga scored 93. Yeah, exactly. You can't have it both ways with where Baylor is able to like in the final four, they scored 78 points, good offensive game, maybe not the best in the world, but great, a good offensive game. And then limited Houston only 59 points, which is bad. Awesome. Um, awesome defense and, and like Baylor also dominated the paint like every time there was a ball going into the paint Baylor got it they re- they rebounded defensively and offensively they rebounded so well they, they got every single you know ball that was in the air um right. it was kind of weird like I, I mean Gonzaga's got some big players but Timmy you know, yeah he's a big guy but like the Baylor guys would just jump up get the ball and going the other way or they'd score. So um, I just think overall Baylor was the better team and they just dominated it. They had a lot of turnovers. Gonzaga did. Yeah. Um, he had five turnovers. Kispert had one. Suggs had three. Nam, Bambahard, he scored. Uh, he had two. 
Um, another point to make, um, Gonzaga's bench, complete disaster. Maybe they weren't deep enough. Only seven points from the bench compared to Baylor's, I, I think, like 21 points. So a little bit of a difference there. And the starters didn't, obviously didn't score enough to win the game. Go figure, right? <laughs> so they lost the game. So I think overall, I mean, it was um, – it wasn't a good champion. You, I wouldn't call it a good. Did you? I, I wouldn't call it a good championship game. I wouldn't say so either. It wasn't competitive. Um, I would say the, the final four game. I think the final four game between Gonzaga and UCLA was the best game. That was an tournament. amazing game. Um, but yeah, it, it was not. I, um, that guy it to be fantastic, but it wasn't. That guy hitting that game-winning shot against. Um, UCLA was just one of the most ecstatic moments in the Suggs. You know, when Suggs hit that game winner, did you see the photo? I'm not trying to, you know, COVID. There was this photo of Suggs I saw when he hit the three and he went over to the fans and was like, yeah! And um, they're all cardboard cutouts. I was like, no! That's what I said. <laughs> At least they had some fans in there. I guess we shouldn't complain too much, but yeah, yeah. But I um um that UCLA Gonzaga game. What a game that was! Johnny Justing, freaking fantastic. Twenty nine points. Timmy had twenty five. I mean, I'm not going to talk about Houston Baylor. Baylor's just so great. What can you say? Yeah. Man. But that, I mean, UCLA Jazang had twenty nine points. Jacquez Jr has some of the craziest hair of all time. I think that's the guy I'm thinking of. No, that's not him. Donald Zang has some crazy hair. There's a guy on UCLA's team that has the most outrageous hair I've ever seen. Tiger Campbell. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. they have some crazy hair on that team. Yeah, they do. But um, UCLA, they have um, – Zang, they're one of the best players um, in the NCAA tournament. You could argue maybe the MVP – because of the burden that he carried for UCLA, taking them to the Final Four. I mean, he is their scoring output. Now, you can look at the rest of this game. The starters all had about a good amount of points. But overall, I think, you know, Juzang, you know, he was the star of the Michigan game by far. Oh, yeah, for sure. And uh, maybe if you look at their other games, too, like, Juzang really showed. Uh, he showed out. Uh, I, I, he was definitely one of the better players of the tournament. Oh, I'm starting to wonder if Gonzaga even has a bench. So in that UCLA game, their bench, scored, their bench scored four points. Where the starters scored what, eighty nine of those points? That's great. I mean, when you're pounding people like a hundred to fifty, you never need a bench, really. It's just it's true. I mean, they, yeah, I mean, they did play overtime, you know, but I mean, UCLA on Gonzaga only scored twelve points. I mean, it wasn't like a you know, huge offensive outburst in the. Um, they would have all still been in the what 80s what was it well, it must have been um 90 minus 81 it was tied 81 81 and um Gonzaga hits that game-winning shot that three especially after I think it was Juzang or um it was either Juzang or um Campbell that hit the um tying shot that hit the tying shot in um, um overtime yeah I think it, I think it was Juzang you think it was Juzang, and then he gets the – I mean, if you look at the play, he throws it up, misses, gets his own rebound, and then throws it back up, scores. Yeah. I mean, if you look at that play, it kind of reminds me, funny enough, of Arkansas versus Oral Roberts when that guy probably oh, yeah. made that three. 
Yeah. Missed it. I mean, that guy, that the same thing that happened to Oral Roberts happened to I mean, UCLA must have pulled in Arkansas because they did not even attempt to stop uh, yeah. Suggs from getting no down. Defense. It wasn't even a slowdown. No I would have punched him. I would have punched him to the ground, making him shoot free throws or something, knowing that outcome. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't play defense on that last play. They didn't really play a whole lot of defense the entire game against Gonzaga. I feel like that's the time, you know, to break out. I don't know. You need to have – I mean, everything's going so fast here in the heat of the moment. I guess it's hard to say, you know, sitting here looking back on it, watch the film a hundred times. Yeah. Uh, you know, like looking back on it, it's hard to say that. But I think overall, um, the I agree with you on the stance that the Final Four game was, I, I would argue, the best t- game in the tournament, mainly because of that buzzer beater. You can't beat a buzzer beater. Arguably, if I had a kind of but a buzzer beater, we scored with like, Two point seconds left versus Oral Roberts. I wouldn't even count that. It wasn't a buzzer beater. The Gonzaga buzzer beater, probably one of the best moments in the tournament. I'm not a big fan of Baylor. I think they're scumbag university. Um, not great. You know, I don't know. It's hard to say, but um, uh, old Southwest Conference ties there to Arkansas. Yeah, that's that's there's so, it there it is. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I always bring it back to the Hogs, baby. But um, I think overall. How would you now that we're kind of moving away? Congrats to Baylor, whatever. Um, how would you rank this March Madness? Was it good, great, average, lame, stupid? I I enjoyed all the upsets. Um, there were a ton of upsets. I think there were more upsets than usual, which was awesome to see. I did think that one big drawback for this tournament was the limited amount of fans. And I know. There's nothing that really could be done about that. It's COVID. You got to be careful. I get it. Um, but it would have, like, imagine that Gonzaga-UCLA game with a packed stadium, a full stadium, and he hit that shot. Like, imagine how much better it would have been just to have all those fans losing their you know, losing their minds because he hit that shot the last second. Um, you know, because of that, I would say it's a – I'd say it was above average tournament. I would say it was pretty good. I think it was good considering the fact that we didn't have one last year. Does that make any sense? Yeah. I think overall, you know, it's not the perfect situation, but nothing's the perfect situation right now. I would have loved to see this Arkansas team in a full Bud Walton arena. Them hog fans going crazy, probably drunk, got no toothpaste, got no teeth. Screaming for the hogs, man! It would have been awesome to see. Um, but I think the I think the tournament was good. I mean, overall, my opinion would be that you know I particularly loved this tournament. I think it was the best ever, and that's only because Arkansas made it to the Elite Eight, which they hadn't done in a very very long time. So that would be my crazy reason. Uh, if I'm giving a real answer, I would say it was pretty good. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I've never really watched March Madness like I did this time. So, in my personal opinion, with this being one of my first watch watch throughs or whatever you would want to call it, yeah. um, I would say it was pretty good. I still believe in my heart of hearts. I made the the take. I gave the take. Um, I gave the take that I think March Madness is only second behind the Super Bowl. I agree. I still believe that 100. percent now, I'm a little biased because I don't really like baseball that much. Um, so, I think you could – I don't think the NBA Finals 
Um, I just I I can't hardly get into the NBA, and I don't think the NBA is losing viewership. I think the NHL Stanley Cup Finals are freaking great. A lot of people won't agree with me on that, so I won't count them. It's, it's fun. You get to see two guys, two giant Russian guys punching each other. <laughs> I think, yeah, I do think the Stanley Cup Finals are pretty great. Um, um, what else is there? The Super Bowl, college football playoff. What are you going to do? I don't know. Last year has kind of put a bitter taste in my mouth, especially after Clemson lost. So I was a little disappointed. But um, I think overall – I think it was a good tournament. Like I said, I still believe this is the um, this is the uh, the second best sporting event in America, maybe the world. I don't know. People like the the soccer. Cup. Cup. Yeah, the soccer cups are always fun. I like the Champions League. I think that's pretty exciting. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, the PSG win today. A little small interruption for they the won. fans. Yeah. yeah, they were up three to two on Bayern Munich. I saw, but uh, anyway, totally interruption. Not basketball related <laughs> at all. But um, the Olympics, stupid. I, I never got into the Olympics. I, I just can't. I think it's what it is with that. But um, <laughs> um, not going off on a tangent there. But um, overall, pretty happy with basketball. Um, I do want to bring up some stuff about Arkansas real fast. If I can pull it up on my phone. Yeah. I want to talk about basketball recruiting before we end the episode. I'll do it in this episode. Before we get to that, what did you think about Gonzaga being the favorite for next year to win the title? I would have to see who they have coming back. Like, if Timmy comes back, I don't know. Is he a senior? Uh, go fast, actually. I just click. It depends on who they're coming back. Like, Timmy, is Timmy coming back? Oh, yeah, he's only a sophomore. No way he goes to the NBA, so he'll come back. So, I believe that. Everyone's coming back. If Suggs, Suggs would be the only other person that Suggs, freshman, he's definitely coming back. Um, who else? The highest scorer for that game was J.J. J.J. J.A.I.A. He's a junior. I believe it, especially if none of these guys go pro. Okay. Where did you see them? Who's – I saw um, – Where'd you see uh, that? Um, they're the betting favorite for Caesars Sportsbook to be the third favorite. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I mean, I would believe it. I mean, they'll definitely make the NCAA tournament and they'll yep. definitely, this team's kind of young. I'm um, looking at their, like their roster roster. They're pretty young. They got some decent players. I mean, Corey Kispert, he's gone. Um, The only other name I don't know is this. Andrew Nebahard, he'll be back. He's a junior. Um, I'm starting to think Gonzaga might win it all next year. I don't know about Baylor. I can look at their team real fast. See, how yeah, I think a lot of those players are, are declaring for the draft. Are okay. That's a couple. I mean, that makes sense. They did what they needed to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, I'm looking to look at the best players real fast. Jared Butler was a junior. You can make the argument he could go. Um, Mario Teague, senior, he's gone. Yeah, I think Baylor might um, might be in for one next year. Junior, Davion Mitchell, you could argue that he could go as well. So I think those are the Baylor's three best players. So I think that you can make the argument that um, they're gone. So I think Baylor will be on a little bit of a decline next year. Maybe not decline, but they won't be as good as they have. 
this yeah. year. Yeah. yeah. And um, I think overall, I think maybe for Gonzaga, looking back, looking on it now, maybe they were a young team. Baylor was definitely more experienced. I think um, Gonzaga might be dangerous next year. They might be mad. Might yeah. be one. See what happens next year. It'd be, it'd be fun. Win one for um uh, Mark Few. There you go. Yeah. And then um. So here's a uh, for speaking of um, I just want to get a little Arkansas stuff, Arkansas basketball talk here, because this is what I see going on. Um, we've lost Jalen Tate, Justin Smith, um, Jackson's leaving. I don't even know who that is. Lord, Desi Stills. I talked about him in last week's episode. Um, Henderson, he's Ethan Henderson, uh, announced today he's transferring and this dude named Obu Kowalu, he's transferring. We've already picked up Chance Moore from height. He's a recruit. Aqual Mawayan from Ajuko, Adoes Tony from Pitt and Chris Likes from Miami and Moses Moody's leaving for the draft. So probably he hasn't announced it yet, but most likely he's gone. So I think, um, the importer, Eric Musselman, back at it. I think Arkansas, just like this year, will be in a haberdashery of weird players that all coming together for their final couple of years. So I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. I thought I'd throw that in there. Um, but overall, I think that's the end of the March Madness episode. Is that it, Ryan? Anything else you want to talk about? I think that's it. I think that's the end of our our coverage of uh... – uh, college basketball for the year. We'll probably talk some. Well, I'll, I'll probably talk like I just did, like throw that in there yeah. every once in a while. Yeah. But um, if well, you really want to. season, yeah, Baylor won it all. So. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I, I mean, we started with college basketball. I'm kind of sad to see it go. This podcast, you could have been arguing, if you're a listener, a faithful listener, um, you could argue that this podcast has been a lot of college basketball, which it has. It's the going thing, going rate right now. Yeah. In the first two weeks when we were talking about the Super Bowl. But other than that, um, time flies. Madness is over for now. Now we rest. A lot of head coaching changes. Maybe we'll speak on that. Um, I po- I posted a post on Instagram about Hubert Davis and my thoughts on North Carolina bringing him in. So I, um, if you want to go listen to what I have to say, I do a quick um, reel about that on Instagram and, tic- and TikTok. So go looking about that. Little stuff like that, little tidbits, we'll probably be posting on Instagram. So make sure you go follow TNR underscore sports. Follow that account, follow that account, follow that account. We'll be posting all random little tidbits. Ryan posted about the spring game. We posted about um, the two basketball games. Um, We talked about um, the Final Fours. We talked about everything. So if you're interested in that kind of stuff, you mean you're going to get content quicker, more accessible on your phone, easy to click on Instagram. So make sure to go like, follow, subscribe on Instagram. And um, like I said, this ends the college basketball talk. Um, If I haven't already said it enough, I'll say it one more time. Like, subscribe, follow. Yeah, 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 yeah. You get there. (laughs) So I want to thank everybody for watching this episode. I really appreciate it. Um, That's it. Anything else, Ryan? No, uh, I think that wraps it up tightly. All right. Well, thank you all for watching. Our one shining moment is over now. Yeah. We can rest. We sleep in May. Maybe I'm going to sleep in April. The other guys can sleep in May. We'll sleep in April. Yeah. All right, y'all.
talk see you in the next episode hey everyone it's trinidad again i just wanted to thank you for listening to this episode of the tnr sports show your support is very appreciated and if i can ask again if you could like share subscribe with all your friends and family it would mean a lot to me and ryan both we want to continue to grow this brand continue to make a better podcast for you and your continuous support makes that possible so i just wanted to thank you again for listening to this episode of the tnr sports show Thank you.